Brock Lesnar could be coming back to WWE and Triple H is teasing some big plans for after WrestleMania. Find out more by searching Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. November 22nd? Yes. Okay. Let's open this so it make a fizz noise. Oh. Is that some sparkling water? It is. It's like the THX opening, isn't it? Like the. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Why do people on the Full Fat Podcast have issue with sparkling water? Because it's the cool thing to do. What to There's have a bunch of really funny viral tweets that went around years ago that people queet. <laughs> queet. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> who's queeting them? <laughs> who's queeting? Who? Yeah, popular, popular social media account quitter. <laughs> Which it was fucking good. Why can't I queet you? <laughs> uh, they queet these things. Um, what were they? Oh, uh, sparkling water tastes like static. <laughs> and yeah, they were very funny. But then whenever I say anything about them or this watching podcast, people are like, oh, and they say them. It goes, I've, I've, we've heard this. Mm. Us, the proud. <laughs> we, the few. We, us, lucky few. Us, happy few. <laughs> That's us. This is going to be left in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on to the rock show come on to the people's show come on to the premiere show smackdown it's the 22nd of <laughs> you fucking freak. the 22nd <laughs> of november in the year of our lord a space odyssey mm. you, you would spout it's not space odyssey it's 2001 there you go there's a chemistry Ooh. westlife <laughs> queen of my heart you are the queen of my heart oh man. thank you <laughs> The Queen of My Heart. The song debuted at number one in the UK singles chart, giving the band their ninth UK number one single in two and a half years. I have no memory of the song at all. Uh, or their album, World of Our Own. You're we telling me, pal. We got a little world of our own. I'll take you things where no one else knows. We'll now do without you. That one. You sound like songs from the Oliver musical. <laughs> we got a little world of our own. <laughs> I'll take your face and no one else knows. Call blimey. Whatever I do without you. Harry Potter and the uh, Philosopher's Stone is the number one film 
in the UK right now. I believe that was renamed The Sorcerer's Stone. I was at the book in America. I don't know. No, the film and the book, because apparently Americans wouldn't know what a philosopher was. But do they change the dialogue? Harry, you must go get the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> that sounds like shit. If you watched it, classicacotaholic.com, do let us know. I love that, like... Do they just hate philosophy that much? <laughs> anyway. Harry Potter and the America Stone. <laughs> yeah, the Amer- Harry Potter and Abraham Lincoln Stone. <laughs> I know you're like Americans. You are funny. <laughs> you are funny. Uh, <laughs> Arturo Gatti defeats Mickey Ward by unanimous decision in their second fight. I'm not sure that's exactly right. Should be fighting a car, it? really. <laughs> Sorry, it's a Bugatti. Oh, oh boo. <laughs> boo! I was saying Bugatti. Boo! <laughs> Are they saying boo or Bugatti? Boo! <laughs> Bugatti. Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, Toru Bukaki. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, this week, the Premiership is moved from its original 7 p.m. slot to a permanent later time of 10:30 p.m. A repeat shown early on Sunday mornings. Remember that from a few months ago when ITV's like, we've got this great idea. We'll move the time slot for the premiership. Mm. Everyone went, no, <laughs> no, thank you. The thing is about us wacky Brits is that we don't like change. <laughs> and if you change something, even if it's to something better, we will rally against it fiercely. <laughs> well said. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee is the big game this week. Uh, an iconic game, probably the best on the GameCube, and I did a little video for Triple Jump a while ago during lockdown. You about did. Games that mean a lot to me, and it was Super Super Smash Bros. People just call it Melee. I'm not kidding. You know what it is. Why did you say, why is Melee the best one out of all they the ones? They just play so well. Mm. I mean, Ultimate's very, very good, but like Melee, up until a few years ago, was still being played at tournaments like Evo, until Nintendo went, wait, how are you playing this? It sounds like you are like having to do mods and hacks. I'm not all about that. And the response was, because you won't re-release it. <laughs> if they're like, no, no, we don't, don't use those mods and hacks. We don't, we don't tell you to do that for tournaments. What's that telling people? It's like, okay, can you re-release the game? We'll play it on any format you got. Like that Switch thing, was, this won't. Very, very weird, Nintendo. <laughs> they are Don't pirate our games, but we'll never re-release them. <laughs> Apart from Mario. Emily, Emmerdale. Mandy gloats to Lisa and then cruelly visits Emily to tell her that she and Paddy are an item following their night of passion. Oh. Paddy passion. But Paddy has the final laugh on Mandy, even though it proves painful. He decides it's Emily he really wants. And when she refuses to listen, he carries her from the house and to the wool pack. Well, literally. As Paddy reveals his shocking decision to Mandy, she sees Red and knocks him over with a punch. <laughs> Wow! Mandy Dingle. Craig upsets Nicola when he lies that he's got plans for lunch and goes out with Chloe. <laughs> Piece of shit. Never liked him. <laughs> I don't remember the, the Mandy well, Paddy. Paddy <laughs> Paddy. Uh, feud of uh, Emmerdale. <laughs> but feud. That sounds like a good slobber knocker. Well, surely as well, like saying he's lying about having plans for lunch and going out with Chloe, he didn't have to lie. He could have just said, I already have plans. I'm, you know, and then gone out with Chloe. You're right, we're really honest on the show, and we don't want to talk to somebody about something, aren't we, Tom? We really are well honest, mate. That's right. Uh, in Cory, Toya is still angry with Janice and Dennis, but when she finds Janice crying at home, she softens and hugs her. See, it's different people and different soaps. Mm. You know? Jack makes excuses to Vera so that he can nip off, says here, nip off, and see Terry at the allotment. <laughs> the allotment. <laughs> That's where all the big drug deals go down in the UK is the allotment. Right. And then Brookside, which was on the air by this point, when Katie turns to drink, 
Nisha reveals that there is someone that she must call. Jimmy won't let Lindsay turn down the job she has been offered in Newcastle. What? Oh! And after Ron and Thena's... Oh, Anthea, bloody hell. What was that weird Pavlovian response we did when someone said Newcastle? That's That's where we live. I know him. He's a friend from work. Mike is horrified this girl that his father has apparently done a runner rather than await the verdict. They all kind of merge together, these soaps, don't they? They really do. Some big soap. He's running to the wall pack where someone's being carried in and then punched. I love you gets punched. <laughs> and Sonic the Comics are the same as last time because it's every fortnight, which is every two weeks. Mm. And so are we, but every, we're every one week. We're <laughs> weekly. <laughs> we're every two weeks, except the fact we're every one week. We're every one week, we but our format are. does not change. I want to remind you, this is free. <laughs> Good this is free, and we're not even drunk yet. We couldn't even give it away. <laughs> ah, you listen to the dulcet tones, allegedly. Myself, Matthew, and Mr. Tom Tom. And we... I'll help you get home. We are the Gold Olympic Classics Smackdown Review, I think. Yeah, we are. Someone messaged me and said, honest answer, do you and Math have like a little cheeky drink before you start recording sometime? I said, well, no, because we recorded like half ten in the morning. I think if we had a drink, it'd be worse. Yeah, it implies I've had sleep. Yeah, we should try one day, like going to the pub and then recording one. Do you think it'll be like really oh, serious? I think it'd be awful. I think I think it would just be just you would just be intelligible giggling, and then one of us would have a big cry. <laughs> and at some point, we'd take we'd make a cane joke that would last four hours. I think it looked like one of those the Channel Four After Dark shows from the early nineties. Where... <laughs> now, Tom, I'm serious about this. Look, I think Hardcore Holly could have made it as a world champion. Matthew, you're talking ridiculous now. You're talking ridiculous. I'm gonna this on the phone. Five hours of going. I think you're fine. Hardcore Holly is a suitable world champion. Matthew, can't you say because I had an amazing drop kick? That's exactly why I'm saying that, Tom. I've brought my notepad from home so I can tell you how I booked him in my new detail on No Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew X Hardcore Holly a love story oh no I bought the wrong book that's a very special book that is that's a very special book that archive was supposed to be for our own anyway Tom (laughs) how the bloody hell are you you know what mate all all jokes aside I'm fucking knackered this week god bless you because we're in a heat wave in the UK we are heat wave been ticking me down and where Alex and I live with our cat Pablo it keeps the heat in Something which is great for our energy bills because they've always been quite reasonable, even during the the fuel crisis. Um, but when the summer hits, she it's like sleeping in an oven, mm. and I'm getting about two or three hours sleep a night, and then waking up just in sweating, just going, oh, I can't. We have wind, of course, open windows. Why not? Well, some nights there's no air, so that's pointless. But then when there is air. If we open the windows, we've got a little dickhead cat who every time a window's open or a door's open, we'll go, oh, I might try and walk onto the balcony and fall to my death. So <laughs> we need, if, if I'm going to open the, the, the veranda door, I just have to make sure I watch Pablo constantly because he'll just wander off and just jump onto the railing and be like, hey, look, I might die. Ha 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 ha. Little dick. Natural born killer starts playing in the background. You're like, no, new Jack the cat. No. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another cat lay on a table underneath on the other bottom floor. Leaves yeah. on. Your cat, your cat inexplicably is wearing orange <laughs> army camo gear. <laughs> you know, for when he's stationed on the sun. <laughs> a younger cat comes along and goes, I want to play. And then he just cuts him off. <laughs> and then the pay-per-view gets cancelled. Um, Look, there's a really big fat cat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play. 
That's our house. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> um, what's nice is, by the time you hear this, I am not... Uh, I am back home uh, where I am visiting my folks for Father's Day. Aww. And my dad didn't know that I was arriving. He, now he knows because I'm there. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've kept it a secret from him, so I'm just going to walk into his local. I would have done that. Oh. Just walk in and just after I've said, like, oh, I'll see, oh, I'll see you after Father's Day. And I'll just go, hey, I'm here, buy me a drink. That's the plan. <laughs> that sounds lovely. It's lovely. I'm really excited for it. So I've got. Some, I'm. I'm taking a few weekends off at work because I haven't had days off in a long time. So I'm doing trying to look after myself by Good. having some days off. No more off. crossing the line. No more crossing the line. I think I am TNA wrestling. Um, but yeah, so all is all's good. All's good here, apart from the lack of sleep. But it, sleep comes and goes. Uh, how are you? More importantly, the same. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, just you're coming, see, you're coming to see my dad. Yeah, I'm gonna come see your dad. <laughs> I like that when you, you can say, all come see my dad. When we say when we say heat wave, even now I still think of Paul Heyman's ECW pay per view promo. Say the event we can only do once a year, <laughs> and that that is true though. We can only cope with this much sun once a year for like yeah. two weeks, and it sods off. We all go, oh, I miss that, and then when it's here, we go, oh, I wish it go, I wish it rain. Yeah, it's just leave Tom it. sees his dad in the pub. <laughs> This Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No one's getting paid. It's heat wave. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't bear it. I, I, I wish I had a body that was better suited, um, like, genetically and physically and emotionally for the sun, because otherwise I wouldn't mind it. But it is art. It is art. Uh, but we're fine. We can't complain. It's hotter in other places. But we just we live in a country, and I say this all the time before Americans go. That's hot. America. Before you kick the fuck off, right? You bloody yanks. <laughs> Steady, Tom. Steady. They've got With games uh, that can't wanks. Um, Tom, watch out. They've got sorcerers over there. <laughs> America. Um, our homes are designed to keep the heat in because we are a cold climated place. Your houses are made of straw <laughs> and goodwill. So, <laughs> and you've got air con. No, one, no, no one's got air con over here. You know, if someone says, hey, put AC on, we expect them to say DC shortly after. <laughs> Did you see that there was an ACDC gig in Newcastle last week? What? Halfway through Sam Fender's concert at St. James's Park in Newcastle, bloody Brian Johnson walks out. Oh, I didn't know. They say oh. does back in black and um all night long? Should we all night long? It's no oh. one not on the booking, not on the not on the not on the booking sheet. Surprise running by Brian Johnson. Oh, that's nice. At St. James's Park in Newcastle. I like the idea of Sam Fender. And then I listen to his music, I'm like, I still like the idea of Sam Fender. <laughs> if you've never heard Sam Fender, it's just, why I were all poor, and me mates called Jeff, and I've oh, got to play Maury. guitar with my nan and the coast. That's, that's He's Sam Jamaican. Fender. <laughs> now he's Jordan. Me nan and me coast. <laughs> <laughs> me dad signed on. Uh... <laughs> Which is weird because we're from 5,000 miles away. <laughs> we got under the sea, under the tide. 
<laughs> you did some good Geordie impressions in the office. And you Don't worry, sweater. I'm wearing a sweater under the time. <laughs> but I don't do impressions. <laughs> I don't. I don't do impressions. What do I look like? Uh, damn it! I think it would impress you to me. I don't do impressions. What do I look like, Monet? <laughs> oh, oh, very good, very good. That took a few seconds. I like that. Uh, one. Thank that you. That took a bit of the the deflection away from that accent. <laughs> It's a Geordie. <laughs> Jay Laffy just unsub. <laughs> oh. Anyway, oh, wrestling, what was in the news? Right, so um, <laughs> let's take a moment to eulogize. Yeah, let's. <laughs> let's take a moment to eulogize the Alliance. Oh, they're dead. It's dead. Uh, the end dead. of the WCW ECW Alliance. It was a story that dominated this podcast throughout the last seven, eight, nine million months. Um, I've enjoyed going back and getting really into the weeds on it because on an overarching level, I used to think, ah, it's crap. And now we've gone week to week and really drilled in. It's still crap, but I now appreciate it on a, on a, on a minute level. Um, was there anything about the, the wonder back through the invasion era that you enjoyed more than you thought you would? That's a good point. The matches overall were very good. Yes. The match quality during this period, it's we're at that period now where we're saying we've been every week just getting a little bit longer matches, a little bit tougher, a little bit, you know, than what we have at the very start of this podcast when it was three-minute matches. Ooh, luxury. But, yeah, the match quality being all the way up. Even Austin, who's still got the gammy neck, mm -hmm. still having bangers with Kurt Angle and the like. So that's something, that's something I definitely remember. Uh, I still recall also the negatives. That still sucked as a kid. The likes of DDP, to a lesser extent, Canyon, to a bigger extent, Booker T, just getting decimated. Mm. And, and, and every week. Yeah, and be like, oh, okay, we're going to change the characters. So very successful. DDP's a stalker now. He's an idiot. He's going to get this and that. Um, Chronic can be brought in instead because they're better than you. Oh, God, that was a mistake. Reverse, reverse. Yeah, all those things still suck now. That's good that even guys like RVD were able to overcome those obstacles and then ruin them because he wouldn't stop kicking people directly in the face and busting open. <laughs> what about yourself, Tom? What's something you forgot I about? I think I just agree with you. I think the match quality has improved dramatically in the years that we've done this podcast. I think this year, whilst the storyline has been a bit pap, like the in-ring work has been the best we've ever talked about and mm. it's only going to get better. So there is that at a time where the storylines haven't been particularly grand. The in-ring stuff's been excellent. And there have been some little moments of greatness dotted throughout. But yeah, the general, in general, the invasion storyline, what it could have been compared to what it was is sad reading. It really is. Um, but we appreciate you coming on the journey with us. It's been a good time. It's funny that you mentioned Diamond Dallas Page, who was, uh, you know, a, in the WWF very early in his career, went off, made a name for himself elsewhere, came back and Vince said, all right, you're now a stalker. If you listen to the, you know, more things change, more things stay the same. On the Coltonic Classic Raw review, we've been talking about uh, another guy who started his career in the WWF, went away, made a name for himself and came back and Vince said, all right, you're a stalker. <laughs> Barry Windham. Barry bloody Windham. So we're doing the stalker Barry Windham on a, a forthcoming episode of the Coltonic Classic Raw review and, uh, 
Oh, we watch a few stalker matches and oh, yeah. oh my god, what a, what a half baked idea! It's so funny. Wyndham was just so damn great in WCW and probably other places as well, but definitely the NWA. And anytime he came to WF, it was just the worst. It was the wind window maker, bloody hell, the widow maker, widow maker, very briefly. In uh, well, like eighty nine, maybe ninety. Yeah, yeah. Um, that didn't do any wonders for him. Well, he was a t- he, he was a was... tag champion, wasn't he? With with um, Rick Martel. No, uh, uh, yeah, it's American Express. US Express. Yeah, American Express. The credit card, isn't it? Yes. Yes, and then he <laughs> then he got replaced with a uh, Spivy. Yeah. You have a blonde American dude. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, okay, sorry, I'll, I'll give you that then. He had that. American then Express he, then he credit, off. US Express debit. That's how I always yeah. remember them. Then he did great. Uh, elsewhere, came back, Widowmaker. Then he left and came back, was the stalker. <laughs> he left and came back, was one half of the new Blackjacks. Left yeah. and came back, which is part of the NWA re-get-together. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Baza. Could you not let Barry be Barry? No. Could I let DDP be DDP? No, fine. No. Um, Few notes from Survivor Series, sort of. The, we'll just clean up this last little bit of mess uh, from the Survivor Series and the invasion. Um, most of the former Alliance guys were sent home from SmackDown this week without supper. Without their supper, <laughs> catering was full. Um, they had nothing for them to do. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, I get you want to be keen, but if I was like a Sean Stasiak. I've gone, right, Vince, you know, you, you just killed off the, our thing. Do you need me there Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, rather than just going, I'll turn up. And then I must have all got taken to a room and gone, uh, hi, guys, thanks for making the journey. Um, you can head back now. We'll call you when we need you. Uh, basically, a lot of them have just been told there'll be plans within the next few weeks. Um, now, there was an original plan to see them start to come back week by week under a change in regime, which we'll talk about. Um and we'll see whether that pans out. But there's a few guys who are very nervous because they're like, geez, they never used me when I was on the card. Is mm. there any chance of them calling me and using me again? Uh, so it, there's an, un- an uncertain time once again for the uh, surviving members of the WCW uh, roster. And we'll touch on them as we go through. Um, the Survivor Series... Oh, oh yeah. So the last, the, the last embers of WCW was online. WCW.com got switched off about two hours after the pay-per-view ended. Fuck you. When you go to, now, in, now, in 2001, after this, then, when you went to WCW.com, uh, the WWF logo crashed down onto the screen and a lovely little gift that someone's made, and then you were immediately sent to WWF.com. Get off WCW.com. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's bastards. Nice. Uh, the Survivor Series webcast did well. This is the second time they've tried to web stream a pay-per-view with dial-up uh <clears throat> they had a they had basically in order to get it you had to register rather than just having like an open stream that people could dip in and dip out of you had to register ahead of time which meant that they could control the amount of people using the server at once right, right. uh it was limited to five thousand feeds at 15 dollars each so it probably did about 75 grand um they would make over a million on direct tv normally so this it was still a long way from the yeah. heyday of online streaming, but there's certainly steps towards it. Here's something I didn't know, which I should have brought to the table last week, and I didn't. What an awful soul. Guess who was in the ring on Sunday night just before Survivor Series? I don't know. Triple H. Oh. Triple H was doing reps and having a bounce around the ring, getting used to the ropes again. Oh, that's nice. There was even a conversation backstage where they went, hey, if, if you're here and you're feeling good, why don't you run in? and hit Austin with the title to end the match. 
So there was a, originally a scrapped plan to have Triple H be the guy that runs out at the end of that elimination winner-takes-all match and whack Austin and then bring Triple H. But because, they, because it was mm. apparent that he was still a good month away or a month or two away from getting to make a proper recovery, they didn't want to bring him back too soon. They thought, let's yeah. hype him for a pay-per-view that he won't be on. Uh, <laughs> more on that to come. More on that to come. Some good news for a start from OVW. Rico Constantino hey. is getting called up. Fuck you, Lesnar, who this week got pinned by Billy Gunn. Fuck you, Shelton Benjamin. Fuck you, John Cena. It's all about the Rico. Yep. He was written out of storylines and he's expected to be debuting imminently uh, alongside an existing tag team. Ooh. More on that when we get to it. There's, now, I have got notes about... Uh, a major change of the guard, which we see at the beginning of SmackDown in the recap. Damn. I'm going to do those then, right? Sense. But I will bring you the results of the tapings from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida of the XWF. Oh, goody. All righty. So they haven't got a telly deal, but they thought, we'll just tape a fuckload of wrestling anyway, just in case we get one. They spent about $2 million taping at Universal Studios. Wow. Now, they had Tony Schiavone and Jerry Lawler on commentary. Uh, Rena Mero as the CEO of the company and Roddy Piper as commissioner. Dueling managers. There are also bodyguards for Rena Mero consisting of wrestler 4x4. Does he ring a bell with you? Uh, 16? No, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Uh, I've heard of the Barbarian. He was there. Yeah. It's a good guy for Rena Mero. As was Fred Ottman, a.k.a. Aww. Tuggers, Tugboat. So they all got bookings as well. David Penzer uh, was helping Aww. coach the crowd as uh, announcer during the shows. So because this is a Florida theme park crowd, you're getting a lot of people in who don't watch wrestling. So he was there going, remember to boo the bad guys and cheer the good guys. Let me hear you boo. Let me hear you cheer. I might do that at North next week just for a laugh. <laughs> um <laughs> just, 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 just uh, get a practice for a family-friendly show. Um, they, they did praise, did the figure four, uh, that there was a lot of younger talent put over in these tapings. Uh, I'll breeze through these. Demon and Barry Horowitz. Demon beat Barry Horowitz. Jimmy Snooker Jr. Uh, made a debut with his dad in his corner. And he beat Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Uh, Good it, God, some <laughs> of these... Buddy Lee Parker was there. <laughs> Who the fuck's Jimmy Snooker Jr.? Jimmy Snooker Jr.? You know Jimmy Snooker Jr.? Oh, Tamina. <laughs> no, not that one. The other oh. one. It's Deuce, isn't it? From Deuce and Domino. Oh, God, of course. But yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Deuce and Deuce and Domino. I forgot about that. God, yeah. Uh, Josh Matthews pinned AJ Styles with a roll-up <laughs> of these tapings. You'll never take that away from him. You'll never take that away from him. Uh, we saw the wall in action beating uh, Vincent a.k.a. Virgil, a.k.a. now known as Mr. Jones. Wow. Uh, Knuckles Nelson getting a run out, losing to Norman Smiley. Uh, Dresden was in action, as was Public Enemy, now known as the South Philly Posse. Who's, who's Dresden? Dresden. Dresden. Was Alberhausen not free? <laughs> he wasn't available that particular okay. day. Uh, Greg Valentine was in action on the second day of the tapings. You'll be glad to know. Uh, also... 50 minutes to get ready. <laughs> Uh, for the third set of tapings, they wheeled out Gene Oakland to do interviews with people. So he popped up in the live crowd every so often. Uh, we saw Buff Bagwell, Vito, Simon Diamond, and Swinger. Uh, we saw British Storm, Ian Harrison, making his XWF uh. debut. Holy fuck, this guy. He has become a joke in my house with my brother Mike. 
Because he was in EWR and you could book him in EWR and he was just shit. And then and we saw pictures of him at these tables. Ian Harris, he's just... I don't mean to speak ill of somebody who's not here to defend themselves, but fuck me, he didn't look well. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He made British Bulldog look like the how to, like like a picture of perfect health. <laughs> Christ. Even Bulldog would look at him and go, hey, mate, you wanna, might want to lay off a bit. Yeah. Stay off the free Burger King burgers. But the, <laughs> yeah, the only thing I know about XWF, I think I've seen last few years, is pictures of Ian Harrison. Yeah. And people don't like going, why? From what I gather, Hogan loved him. Hogan bloody loved him. He loved all the free gifts he'd bring him. <laughs> He's the future brother. How do you get these through security? Oh, I stole them in my kidneys. <laughs> they have no effect on me whatsoever. Now they had, to, so they did three tapings and then they told everybody to leave the building and then come back and then get back in line between tapings. I don't well, know like whether. Yeah, so basically everyone was, was ushered out and told, right, we'll go again in an hour or two. So form a queue. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they just spray the ring down, I don't know. Um, and then we had uh, another set of, of bullshit matches. Uh, AJ Styles can't catch a break. He lost to AJ Styles. He lost to Kid Cash on the following okay, night. Yeah. Uh, British Storm. Kid Cash did not like AJ Styles for years. That's he, funny. Really? He was quite vocal. Oh, intriguing. Maybe this is where it all comes from. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a, a smorgasbord. It's a, a killer's row of WCW mid-carders. You know, you've got your Norman Smiley's in there. You've got Vape. you you got a guy called Vapor? Vapor ring a bell to you? No. I feel did like he Vapor... smoked? No. <laughs> yeah, he did. He got lost to Norman Smiley. Uh, the war was in action, as was Lenny Lane, Big Vito, Johnny B. Bad. So Mark Mero showed up as Johnny B. Bad. Aye. Marty Jannetty and Greg Valentine uh, had a banger Trump. on day two. You're an all-star. It wrestling card fucking really is it's Simon. Where's, where's some fat bloke <laughs> do you find the identity of some fat bloke no oh, if you were ah. some fat bloke please email in classic at <laughs> they did Piper's Pit with Jerry Lawler and his new girlfriend Kitten oh god they had a fight with Simon Diamond and Dawn Marie and Piper ended up beating everybody up and sending them back in <laughs> what Piper beat everybody <laughs> up of course he did uh, yeah, all these young stars getting the middle look good. Hulk Hogan beat Kurt Hennig on the third set of tapes. That's right, yeah. Hulk Hogan's only outing for Hulk Hogan's XWF. Uh, Jim Duggan no, was... No, 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 just XWF. Oh, don't apologies. Get, don't let Hogan's lawyers nudge, nudge, wink, wink. email a podcast. Jim Duggan beat Barry Horowitz on the third set oh, of tapes. The Nasty Boys were wheeled out to face the Shane Twins. Oh, God. And the Road Warriors and the South Philly Posse to win the XWF tag team titles. Oh, it's, it, I don't know whether there is a coincidence, the fact that the Nasty Boys beat the Road Warriors, uh, Public Enemy and the Shane Twins, um, and Brian Nobbs is one of the bookers. I'm sure that's just a happy coincidence. Um, <laughs> sure it is. Uh, Bagwell turned heel after just two days and started feuding with Vampiro. Bagwell was oh. supposed to be a baby face on the first day, but the fans turned on him, chan chanting, you got fired. <laughs> so some smart fans <laughs> snuck into the XWF tapings. <laughs> There's some guys that you just can't book as a face because you go, people detest you. There's no way you can do that. Uh, on the whole, the second day was a mess compared to the first day of tapings. It started an hour late. They had to retape the four-way tag because it got screwed up first time. I have no idea what happened with the Shane Twins, the Road Warriors, the Nasty Boys, and the South Philly Posse, but I'm almost yeah. definitely confident the Road Warriors asked for more money because of it. If I'm wrestling twice, I want extra money. Uh, rather, yeah, which, which of those teams are probably the one that screwed things up? <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> they retaped one of the Jimmy Snooker Jr. matches as well because Jimmy Snooker Sr. Uh, went to do a big splash off the top and fell off. <laughs> X dub F. X dub F. Well, he dropped a deuce. <laughs> Um, on the whole, a lot of fun. We'll ne it'll never get a TV deal, but it will become a hilarious DVD, uh, which we I'm sure we've got knocking around the office somewhere. Yeah, someone keeps on moving it around. It didn't get released, it escaped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As they say. God. So, so there's some highlights from the XWF tapings. It was... Uh, I, I mean, I mean, it was an effort of just the waves and strays of whoever was left over from yeah. the, the burned-out citadel that was professional wrestling in the noughties. And, and, and Hulk Hogan popped up as well for a minute and right. uh, a few other people. But that was XWF. Anyway, uh, over to you to start us off, and then I'm going to pull back the... the I'm going to grab the conch once again to give you some stuff about Raw. Well, I've got the conch. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have the conch. And this way. is another satellite feed edition of the podcast so we'll be getting some of the lovely dark matches and goings on in between the boring the advert breaks dark match to dark match dark match zone and andrew bain we're getting that right pinned ricky nelson with a belly to belly suplex the only thing that comes up on google for andrew bain is this match that's gotta uh, be bain <laughs> <laughs> ricky is a tv jobber from the 80s who looks like he hasn't changed his look since he started ah Jeff Hardy pinned Ron Waterman with the Swanton in five minutes. Ron would look crap until 2002 and then look crap in New Japan before <laughs> retiring in 05 to be, you know, crap at it somewhere else. Albert pinned Brock Lesnar with the Baldo Bomb. Wow. Yeah, you heard me. Then Sunday Night Heat kicked off. Cole gets the tick, tick, boom Sunday Night Heat theme as his entrance. But Taz gets the Taz theme because Taz lended it to him. <laughs> Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo defeated the Acolytes. When Gunpin Bradshaw, uh, Billy and Chuck aren't gay yet, but they'll learn. <laughs> Tony Chimmel shills the new Trish Stratus poster to help us get up in the morning. <laughs> Dejiri pin Perry Sutton with a kick to the face, it says here. That's the, the technical name for it. Uh, clean shaven Sutton is still oh, being shaved and jobbed. The weird energy that is clean shaven Saturn. Hate it. Mm. Thanks, I hate it. Uh, Taz gets to a pre-recorded segment, which you'll see later on, where he explains to backstage interviewer Charmel that he's back in the WWF because Vince rehired him because he's so impressive and also because he choked out Paul Heyman on SmackDown. So they recorded this before SmackDown started? Yeah. Ah. That's funny, isn't it? Uh, Jackie pinned Lita with a spinning heel kick in four minutes. Uh, Spike Dudley pinned Crash Holly with a Dudley dog. Crash visibly looks sad making his entrance, realizing that Spike has basically taking his entire gimmick. Mm -hmm. uh, JR thanks the crowd, appears in the middle of the ring and <laughs> says... Crash Holly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh, over Crash Holly's dead body. <laughs> it says it'll be Thanksgiving when this airs, and he's thankful for the troops oh, kicking ass off. in Afghanistan <laughs> to a big pop. It was the style at the time. It was the style at the time. <laughs> and making his return, Jerry Lawler. I'm going to get a whole recap of Regal kissing Vince's ass if he wants his job back. Uh, while Tony Chimmel is doing the, we're going to be recording SmackDown now, folks, so please stand by. He does that exact verbiage. Oh, wow. Cole playfully says the words, please stand by. Along oh, with him. he gives him a little... Yeah, much to Lola's amusement. He must have heard that a million times. <laughs> uh, but time for the video package. This is where SmackDown kicks in for real. Nice. The end was here at Survivor Series. For the Alliance, that is. <laughs> Next day on Raw, Vince fires Heyman, and Heyman appears to go for JR. Uh, but JR <laughs> gets a few shots in as the crowd goes wild. 
And here's the return of Jerry. Not just to fuck over the XWF. Oh, no. Of course <laughs> not. This is where you come in. Not yet. Well, not I'll, yet. I'll let you, I'll let you do the recap. Jerry, but yeah, no I'll let you do the recap, then I'll do it all together. I, I understand. Shane McMahon leads of his own accord, but Steph begs, and security has to rip her off Vince's leg. Vince makes Regal kiss his ass. And if this is the only time that they did this segment, it would have been fine. But oh, no. And here's the turncoat, Kurt Angle. Vince wanted to strip the title from Austin uh, because he isn't here. And Vince has the belt. He begins to give it to Kurt because he's so great. But what, 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 what's that noise? What, what's that? It sounds like a bird almost. Sounds like a... But what would you think it sounds like? A, a woo, maybe? A woo? Who woos? I don't know, but there was, there was some music that played as well, wasn't there? Do you know what the, mu- you know what the music is? Woo woo! Oh, it's from, oh, I just realized what we're going for. It's from 2001. A Space Odyssey! Bollocks! Yes! No! 12 months in the making, that gag is! Yes! Woohoo! God, I have been sitting on that since I never made the thing. September last year! Come on! Come on! That's Jack, the jobber's favourite Kurosawa film, 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> well done, Tom. Thank you. Everybody gets one. Ooh, that's the, that, that was a build up there with Sting Hogan. <laughs> yeah, it had the same effect <gasps> as well. Yeah. <laughs> of all bloody people, here's Ric Flair for the first time since 1993 in the WWF. Mm. Rick says Steph and Shane sold their shares of the WWF to Flair, so Rick and Vince are partners now. Huh, I don't think that's how businesses work. <laughs> Actually, I just watched all four seasons of Succession, and yeah, it's pretty much how they do it on that show, so fair enough. Then Austin attacks Kurt in the confusion, followed by Vince, as Flair watches grinning before uh, Austin and Rick enjoy a drink in the ring. Well, that was a hell of an opening segment. Tom, what have you got for us? Right, okay. It, the world has turned since we were last sat together. Okay, so... Let's, let's dissect some of the big movements from Raw. Uh, one thing that wasn't mentioned in the opening package is Mick Foley is gone. Uh, Wrestling Observer reporting that Foley and McMahon had secretly agreed to parting ways about two weeks before the, this, the episode of Raw aired. Foley had agreed to appear on a few TV shows to give the fans a storyline explanation as to why he was going, which is why he was doing that thing as like, it's, it's untenable if, I, if Vince wins or if the Alliance wins. I'm going either way. Uh, Foley didn't appear happy on any of his promos, to say the very least. Uh, but those close to the situation say that McMahon wanted a TV farewell for Foley, uh, where McMahon would thank him for his work because it never really happened. Yeah, what work? Exactly. As noted <laughs> in Thanks seven- for showing up. Now, as no, I, th- I think just in general, because this kind of, the way that, that this feels is that this is Foley saying goodbye forever. It won't be, but it feels that way. Um, Foley hadn't been happy with his role in the WWF ever since he returned. The writing team weren't massively happy with Foley because he was nixing a lot of ideas and storylines, oh. primarily because a lot of them involved him getting back in the ring. And Foley oh. was turning them away at every occasion going, I don't want to get back in the ring. And the writers were like, well, it would be good if we did a thing where you did a wrestle. And it's like, no, I'm not doing that. So the writers were pissed off because they just thought Mick was being obstinate. And Mick was like, I'll come back and do commissioner stuff, but I don't want to wrestle. So he was on the back foot, I think, with a lot of this run because 
it felt like the agenda was to get him to wrestle again when all he wanted to do was come back and play commissioner. It sounds like he wanted to be in the XWF. <laughs> do you know what? I think at, at the time he'd been there, right? He would have been there. Um, the material he was given by the writers was, according to, uh, in the opinion of Dave Meltzer, unusually lame. Uh, Kaplunk, bang, bang. Uh, has been the the order of the day for for Foley and Regal. Whereas Foley's first run as WWF commissioner, I think, was brilliant. It was wonderfully curated, that suited Foley, that felt different, had a different energy to it. This felt like an unnecessary bolt-on. It felt like a Sega 32X. Oh. Uh, it was just an unnecessary bolt-on because Regal as commissioner was great. Regal as babyface yep. commissioner was great. And then they made him a heel commissioner, and it just lost that sparkle. And then you just add kaplunk bang bang to it and it just it and it just didn't land mm. it did not land and foley could feel it as well foley was yeah, yeah we could see it and his, his energy was off the vibe was off foley all the way through uh, his final promo was on monday night raw uh where he quit because mcmahon refused to fire him uh during the skit they were inside mcmahon's luxurious airplane the one that uh that oh. vince bought with was it hulk hogan's blood as Paul Heyman <laughs> yeah, said yeah, yeah. in that previous that's, that's promo. That's the one, yeah. Interesting how that was a, dis a creative decision made, where Paul Heyman said, you know, you, you know, all these wrestlers that, that, you know, gave their bodies for you, you simply bought with their blood money a jet for yourself. And Vince's rebuttal to that is, look at me sat in my jet. <laughs> like, big baby face Vince sat in my jet, the wrestlers with all their blood bought. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So it was a weird image, and it was, and that was, and it was, it felt like not a bang, bang, but a whimper, whimper. See Mick Foley leave the way that he did. And we won't see Mick Foley now for well over a, maybe a, over nearly two years. He won't be around in 02. No. And he'll turn up around late 03 to start feuding with oh, a he, young he, third generation star. Oh, no, he'll turn up. He'll do the guest ref thing he'll for Triple up, H Nash. Yes. So he'll, okay, so he'll turn up mid 03, but we certainly won't see him in 2002. Yeah. Uh, so cheers, yeah. Mick. Again, uh, Mick Foley's my favorite wrestler of all time. I have no memory of this little run he had. And probably for the best. Yeah. I, was, I wish I didn't nah. have any memory now of it. Because I was like, you can come back and do this. But Regal's here doing it. Yeah. yeah it was Whatever, just, we'll make it work. Oh, it, was a, it was a goldfish with a bicycle for Mick Foley. Uh, as, we heard, as we saw, Jerry Lawler is back in the World Wrestling Federation. Paul Heyman has been moved off from the commentary position that he absolutely stole the show in every week to be replaced by a horny old man. Uh, Lawler had agreed to a deal with the XWF. This is why he was at the tapings just yep. the other week. And, uh, you know, so there's episodes in the can of him doing commentary for them. Now, they wanted to take Paul Heyman and Shane McMahon and Stephanie off TV because they didn't want just all the Alliance guys just being back. Like, because then what does it mean to lose the yeah. invasion if, if all the same people and voices are there? So it was a, so they had to go, well, I have to get somebody back. And Jerry Lawler was somebody that they, they'd been renegotiating with recently. Uh, however, there was internal opposition uh, to Jerry Lawler coming in. Many were upset because whilst he was away, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast. He was making some some very loud comments about the way he was treated on the way out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, lambasting Vincent Mann, the WWF, for the way he was treated, mainly on his website. Uh, if you can't remember that far back, as it was a while back, uh, Jerry Lawler was let go. Uh, well, he wasn't even let go. He, he left uh, in solidarity with his then partner, Stacey Carter, who had been fired. And uh, he left in solidarity with her, and she thanked him for his solidarity by dumping him a few months later. Um, <laughs> people fall out of love. I'm not being a dick about that. Uh, it was definitely love. And um, so he, so then 
and there was and him and J, JR had spoken a few times during the summer, but nothing had really come together. This XWF thing had happened, and then they approached him again. Uh, just around as the Alliance story was 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 wrapping up. They called him in mid-November, and by this point, he'd already agreed to do the XWF tapings. He'd signed a deal with them. He was also going to go and do the WWA tour in England. Mm. Uh, and we had some fun talking about that the other week. Looking forward to that again. Uh, now, he considered cancelling the XWF tapings to negotiate with the WWF, but Jimmy Hart, who was the other uh, role, the other promoter for the XWF, as him and Lawler go back years. He said, look, oh, I'll tell yeah, you what, yeah. tell you what, if you come and do these, we'll, we'll pay you to come and do these shows and then you can negotiate. And then if you come to a deal, then you can go. Like, we'll do that. That's, it's less destructive and, you know, we don't want to, it's no point falling out over, over something like this. And they did and that's what happened. And I thought that was a really lovely way of doing it. Uh, and so, it, and then the, the, the conversation happened. He got signed. Uh, Dave Meltzer says, why Lawler or anyone would be signed to a non-compete deal and then be released from them immediately brings up the question as to what purpose the contracts had at the first place. XWF mm. doesn't want to get on the bad side of the WWF and have the thing turn nasty. The bottom line is WWF's history when it comes to competition doesn't indicate if the roles were reversed, they would be doing the same thing. Yeah, Power Slam mm. will quite will be like, ha it must have been just to throw shots at XWF. It's like, but no, it does make sense. They love Lawler, obviously. And yeah. obviously, oh, wait, the reason why you left's gone, left you? Probably because Lawler couldn't make time to help with her homework every night. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, let's, let's bring it back in. And um, we have to have someone replace Heyman on yeah. commentary. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, there is more than just, aha, screw the SWF. We're scared and worried. Oh, no. It was, and, and yeah, it's, sure why it was, it's why it was so amicable, I think. Yeah. I think it's just mainly that. Um, Regal. That's why they told, like, all the SmackDown lads, uh, sorry, the Alliance guys not to come in SmackDown because making room for Ian Harrison. <laughs> There, here he comes, trying to push his way through the door with his stupidly big muscles. Comes in through the wall instead. Uh, so, sorry, I'm late, Governor. I'm Ian Harrison. Call me British Storm. I'm Lance's brother. Um, I'm more like British Summer because I didn't last long either. <laughs> I'm just calling me British Summer because shit, I can't sleep. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Call me British stomach, I can't sleep. Call <laughs> uh, me British stomach because I'm hot and bothered. <laughs> Go on, Tom, what else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, William Regal. <laughs> Regal kissing Vinnie Mac's bot bot on Raw. Uh, the inaugural member of the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. Do you know whose idea this was? Oh, who can guess? Is it Vince? William Regal. Oh. Regal's idea, oh, which um, uh, he told he told he told WWF.com around the time, but he also told on his podcast. Uh, you know, I've sifted through the nine hours uh, in which he explained <laughs> it, and basically, it was he wanted to give his character something because if you're staying with the company, he wanted to give his character something to be angry and aggressive about. Yeah, hang on, so I can set this up properly. Yeah, and a team. Hello, it's me, Matt Kay. Can't say my <laughs> name on the podcast, so I'll be considered racist. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Mr. Regal, I believe one time on Raw, you kissed Vince McMahon's bot backside. Huh? Whose idea was that? Well, uh, yes, I did kiss uh, Vince's uh, butt, butt on television. So shut up, Dolores. Um, and uh, I remember I went. To, I got to Raw that night. It was in it was in South Carolina. And a, and a funny story about South Carolina. It was uh, very warm during that time we were there. And unseasonably warm. And when it's warm, I, I sweat a lot. I get very sweaty when it's warm. 
and, uh, and I have to wear these T-shirts that uh, you see the patches. Quiet, Dolores. And these patches under my arms when I sweat. So I had to, hey, on the way to one gig in South Carolina, I had to go into the shop and buy some deodorant. And they always have the spray. I always have the spray, but they only have the roll-on one. And uh, do you know the roll-on one was invented by the same guy who did the spray one, but he, uh, he made more money and it cost less to do it, which is why he did it. So I put on this uh. roll-on spray and uh, I sweat Feed quite me. Dolores. So, uh, yeah, so I'm sweating a lot and it's in... Uh, it's, Wrap it up. It's, it's in, no, <laughs> oh, sorry, Dax Harwood's here. Sorry. <laughs> I keep him in a cage. <laughs> Bring back Punk and stop being mean about me on Twitter. <laughs> Quiet, Dax. <laughs> and that's how he explained it on his podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank he, you for summarizing. <laughs> All of that is with love for Regal. I want to I want to make a sure to point that out. It is with love for William Regal. So much love for William Regal. Uh, and I like, you know what? I like it. I like the fact you went, uh, I want to give my character something to be angry about. And everybody's kicking off at me for kissing Vince's ass. Uh, and will be something that will uh, humiliate me and embarrass me forever, but I'll I'll channel it into venom and energy and anger, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So it was, so it was his idea. Well done, Regal. And then the end of the night, we had the arrival of Ric Flair. The consortium was me, yeah. and you and I were partners. Wild-eyed, firm-buttocked Ric Flair looking like Rick Mail's dad yeah. heads down to the ring and declares himself the 50-50 owner of the World Wrestling Federation in a timeless segment in my eyes. The signing of Flair was verbally agreed by Flair and the lawyers of Time Warner on the 16th of November. Ooh. They, nothing was signed to confirm that Flair was going to join the WWF until 4.30 on the day of Raw from the Charlotte Coliseum. He got ushered into a room and signed a deal in the Coliseum to appear on wow, Raw. Wow, I didn't know that. Had Flair changed his mind, their plans to replace it were... Fuck all! They had no backup plan. They were like, the whole story is going to be... Ric Flair comes in and now he's running half the company. And if yeah. Flair doesn't come in, we've got fucking nothing. Um, but they've been chatting since March. So it wasn't like, it wasn't as, as you know, butter-clenchingly testy as I'm making it sound. They've been chatting since late March. And the big holdup had been, he's got this guaranteed deal with, right. with Time Warner until 20, 2003, which nets him like half a million a year just to sit around and, you know, dance around and woo in his pants. Why would you, you know, why would you not? I certainly would think about it. Uh, he was asking for the WWF to guarantee him the same money he'd be earning staying home. Plus, he wanted a couple hundred thousand on top of that as well. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, originally, WWF went, no, we're not doing that. If, you're gonna, if we're going to give you that, you've got to come in and be a full-time wrestler. To which Flair went, no. Eventually, a deal was reached uh, that everybody was happy with. And it was very close to the line. So close to the line that Ric Flair was also courting the XWF at this point. Oh, sure. Uh, so there was a, an opportunity that they, they wanted that they were going to bring him in, but they didn't make a money offer that was strong enough than the one that Vince McMahon and WWF put forward in those in those first few days in November. Uh, so they didn't they didn't get to the, he didn't get to the tapings. He wasn't at the oh. taping. So off he went to see the WWF instead. Uh, all settled verbally and uh, before Raw and then at 4.30, signed, everything sealed and delivered. He is yours. Um, it's a three-year contract he's got with the WWF. 
uh, that officially begins on the first night of SmackDown, which is the day after, and the one we'll talk about today. Uh, now, Ric Flair appearing on television for the first time in nearly eight months, of course, got a, an incredible reaction. However, there is some internal disagreement about which version of Ric Flair we should have. Hmm. Because there are some in the creative department that want Ric Flair to come in and be just sort of like the very calm, straight-laced, almost sort of 1992 flair that's, a, that's very, like, confident but a, and a bit pompous. Some people want the fucking mentalist, strip off yeah. to your underpants, shut up, fat boy, Ric Flair, wide-eyed Ric Flair. It looks as if they're leaning towards a compromise between the two because certainly that promo on Raw had shades of, like, early 90s WWF Ric Flair, but then at one point he was ripping his jacket off and bouncing yeah. off the ropes. So we're going to meet. I think we're meeting the meeting in the middle is probably the best way to go. But what the, but what we're seeing right now is a work in progress of what Ric Flair is and what he will be. Uh, I remember Flair coming out. I thought this was. I was so excited by it. Of course, my young brain went, "Why are you doing it now? Now the WCW bit's finished." Yeah, that was weird to me as well. Like, oh, Flair's now. Now the invasion is mm. over. Now we've got Flair. But around. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. It's like, you know, inviting the cool kids to the party once the geeks have left. <laughs> it's, I think yeah. bringing Flair in for like the vinegar strokes of the invasion storyline would have, I, I don't think it would have helped. And I think it would have probably done more damage to Flair's portfolio than anything. Yeah. You either bring him in at the beginning or you don't bring him in at all. And I guess once they realized he was going to, he was on the verge of coming in, they probably said, just all five till November. We're doing Raw in North Carolina. We'll do it there. We'll do it proper there. And it's a, do you know what? It's a nice bit of WWF learning from their previous mistakes. That episode of uh, that WCW Raw that they did, where they had Booker oh, versus Buff yeah. and the crowd just shat on the match. Were they in Atlanta like the week after? Yes. They Had were. they waited a week, you probably would have got a more favorable response yeah. to that. On this occasion, they went, look, the stars are aligning here to bring out Ric Flair in his home in his home state and make some magic. And they did. And that is what you love to see. There you go. That's that. I'll hand you back the conch. Oh, thank you, conch. Uh, I'll have a few other bits as we go, but over to Matthew Craig, who will now yep. talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. We're in North Carolina. Cole and Lawler are commentating. It's the Gravy Bowl Invitational. And also, The Rock and RVD versus the Dudley Boys. But here's Rick. As Tom says, he's 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 nice, he's modest, and he's insane all at once. Mm. He's got the proper 2001 theme, not the Jimmy Hart version he had in 1993. Thank God. It's a really nice pop for Flair. It's Thanksgiving, so of course everyone's going to be banging on about turkeys and thankfulness. He reminds us he's 50% of the WWF. Steph and Shane had 50% of WWF all this time. But why were they bothering with the Alliance? Oh, well, who cares? Uh, Flair renames the December pay-per-view Vengeance because we can't have Armageddon no one. We didn't they, didn't they get the alliance because they stole their stock? Oh, was that how it was presented? Uh, that's how I read it, was in order to get the, the, the cash flow to buy up all these contracts and the brand, oh, Shane right, and right. Stephanie went, who wants to buy all the, our stock for WWF and become shareholder, like major shareholders? Yeah. And Ric Flair went, I'll have it, woo. And and so then because they because uh, so that was a deal that was done right before the the even before Shane walked out on Nitro in storyline right, canon, right, right. and then Flair just sat on that stock until the time was right, and then went way 
That actually makes a lot of sense. I thought it was, right, we're off. But before we leave, by the way, here's Rick to bother you. But oh. that actually, the way you've put it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, like they did it before. They did it in order to bankroll the alliance. They sold their stock to Rick. And then with the money they got from Rick, oh. uh, which is a joke because Rick hasn't got any money. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they use it to buy like Michael's contract. This is why. So he's still working to this day. This dodgy <laughs> deal he did in 01. I got any money, but you this Ring of Honor title? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, so he points out we have two world champions, Austin and The Rock. So on pay-per-view, these two champs will unite until there's only one. Unified title belt. That'll never happen in WWE. <laughs> anyway. Good use of the word undisputed. Certainly not a word that's overused these days. Absolutely. Anyway, here's Vince to interrupt because Flair took two minutes to get the point, and that's not how we do things here in <laughs> WWF. Vince tries to give a good old Thanksgiving thanks for Kurt Angle for saving the WWF. Crowd boos Kurt. Ha, ha, ha. Tom must have been in attendance. <laughs> Vince loves Flair's idea, but he points out there's more than just Austin and Rock vying for those titles. How about Rock and Jericho settle their differences and Austin and Angle do the same? So there's no issues on that night. That's pretty logical booking, to be honest with you. Uh, Vince has to take some issues, though, with Flair being flamboyant. Flair went until the day after Survivor Series in North Kakalaki. Vin uh, Vince felt embarrassed, but he got over it, kind of. Uh, did Flair know Austin was in the building as Flair watched Austin beat him up and then drink with Austin afterwards? What kind of partner is Flair going to be? And Flair moves his jacket and flares up, as I put here, and tells Vince he's going to be a kiss-stealing, limo-driving, son of a gun. Limo-driving. Limo-driving. That's not right. Limo-driving. Limo-driving. It's all gone wrong for Flair. He's having to drive limo the fucking limo now. Woo, where are you going? <laughs> Woo, the chauffeur didn't turn up. I'm kiss-stealing, limo-driving. Can I ride in the front with you? No, no, you're distracting me, honey. Get in the back. <laughs> Safety first. Benefit claiming. <laughs> Street busking. Yeah. Food bill running away Food. from him. <laughs> Shoplifting. Son of a gun. Anyway, world title. Uh, reneging. <laughs> Uncollateraling. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Flair leaves of his heart racing, and Vince looks upset and mouths. Woo. A nice setup along with some of the Vince stuff here. I like how Vince McMahon here like acts like he's never seen a Ric Flair before. <laughs> like no, why wild were Ric you, Flair. Why were you doing all that dancing? And what's woo mean? Vince, you've you've been in the wrestling business your entire life. You even hired the man years ago. Why is he acting like he's never seen him before? I think just so people introduce, like, wow, it's you know, it's the odd couple. No, not Regal and Foley. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the the evolution of Kaplunk Bang yeah. Bang. It's you know, bang Actually, bang bang cocaine. <laughs> Lola gets excited at the gravy bowl match coming up as he yells. Puppies, yahoo, yahoo, puppies. Of like all a the parody weeks. of himself. Trish talks about accepting the match because she's a fighting champ. And this felt like two steps back, considering what they've been building up to before this, to be honest. Lola's been back two seconds, and I already want to strangle him. I, I like how it really is a step, many steps back because Trish in this bit said, look, I'm a fighting champion, and what if I lose my clothes? Well, if we do, I'll win that. Basically saying, I've got bigger tits than Stacey. That was the vibe I got from her promo. She's like, hey, if I lose clothes, I know I've got the bigger advantage. So it's like, hey, Stacy, 
I've got bigger tits than you, and I'm going to retain my yeah. title. It is a massive and step. And Stacey's like, my, my whole thing is the, the below the belt bit, my M- legs. My legs. Whatever. She could have both, but it'd be very top heavy. Oh, God. Uh, on the satellite feed. It'd be a Col- nightmare in the wind. Especially in the British, she wouldn't British be summers. A, she'd be like a high sided vehicle. She wouldn't be able to cross, cross the Red Jeff Bridge on a Tuesday night. She'd be taken off like some of those F1 cars. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Michael Cole laughs at Lawler during the satellite feed, and even Lawler laughs himself at how many yahoos he shoved in that segment. <laughs> I'm glad that he's self-aware, at least. Uh, also, Flair and Vince do hype lines for the dramatic voiceover packages. I hear them going, one great company, one undisputed champion. Wow. Mm. So they re-recorded them. I think they're doing, them, they're doing the, the sound bites for when they do the video packages later on. Nice. So like, read us a little bit here, cheers. Uh, Cole, there's a voice throw for Charmel's interview with Taz earlier, which we'll say later on. It's like, it's all funny seeing how the nuts and bolts, mm. how the sausages are made. The whack of the night, <laughs> whack of the night, is the immunity battle royal. <laughs> Test is awesome. And he's here now. He's put down Project Gotham Racing for 10 seconds to take on Scotty Too Hotty, the guy he stole the chance for immunity from. We know this because we watched the watch along, but will the commentators mention it? Now, did you, on the... Um on the live feed, which you're watching, get what I got as Tess was walking to the ring. Which was that? It was a CGI turkey. Oh, yes. Yes, there was loads of... They, they, used, they were not on the satellite feed, but they were on the TV feed. Yes. God, <laughs> Throughout the night, because it's Thanksgiving, they've paid somebody, I believe somebody who went on to go and make Crazy Frog, <laughs> to animate a turkey that walks across the ring, looks at the camera, and then runs very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> because Thanksgiving, I love these one-shot ideas, and I've all, I forever love. And, and they do loads of these on like the early episodes of Raw, yeah. where like they'll go, "Let's try that," and they'll do it, and they go, "Ah, oh, shit, let's never do that again." <laughs> but I, I love, I love the fact that they try them. Yeah, 
Never stop trying stuff. Even if it doesn't work, never stop trying because you never know. One day, 20 years from now, from now somebody will be on a podcast laughing their ass off about it. Yeah, they look crap. I loved killing these in South Park 64. Yeah! I don't think I'd see them again. That's what they look like. <laughs> and clearly, yeah, they're, they're put in post, so no, there's no reaction from Lola and Cole. <laughs> no, there is. No, there, I'm sure there is. Because I, later on, one gets hit with a chair. And Michael Cole laughs like it's the height of comedy. I thought you get hit by a chair. Well, we'll come to that We'll later. get to that later. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. That. Satellite feed shows two more minutes, but the TV version cuts it out for time. This, this episode does go long, so we'll hear about later on. Cole points out, the first time in 100 years, we'll finally have an undisputed wrestling champion. Power Slam Magazine fucking hated that. Because <laughs> they're like, excuse me, do you not see our We Are The Champions list every month? I think you'll yeah. find there are lots of champions. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yes, like, Lutez was famously seen as the undisputed champion for decades. Blah, blah, blah. Power Slam, Power Slam. Lola talks about the women like their objects or food, or foodie objects. Uh, Hottie lands a middle rope drop kick to set up the worm, but before he can land it, Tess kicks him away mid-chop. In a counter so cool, the crowd laughs at it. <laughs> then Tess big boots the worm to win. Lola says he has a lot to be thankful for. He's still employed. <laughs> Thanks, Lola. Uh, no mention of the Survivor Series encounter. Oh, well. It's all gone now. Forget about it. They'll never... Like, they, I think, I'm sure they referenced Tess's immunity in that whack of the night thing. And I'm sure they reference it again later. But as the, as the weeks go on, they just forget it ever happened. Yeah. It gets too complicated to think about something a year in advance. <laughs> and yeah, to Scotty Hardy, oh, he's having a match. It's like, yeah, do you know, he was just on the show. He beat him up on the pay. Whatever, no one cares. Then we see Taz and Charmel again. Uh, Funaki appears and laughs at Taz losing the regal, a.k.a. Kiss ass man. <laughs> Big Show saves Funaki. And I put, hey, wait, weren't they feuding a year ago? <laughs> Big Show tells Taz to pick up someone his own size. Taz says show is the size he wears. <laughs> what? Taz says, it's on, little man. I'm going to wear you. I've heard that before. Uh, Taz I'm trying to Taz mission show is going to look like an angry jetpack. <laughs> Angry orange jetpack. Uh, I put here, Taz talks about wearing the big show, and now I feel sick and sad. <laughs> don't need that. It's just a weird image. I don't mind Taz sizing up big show at all, but the line, you look the size I wear, that's, no, don't say that ever again. That doesn't work. It sounds like Taz is about to go up the big show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut you like a fish. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm going to wear you like the yeah. fucking sorted hat. We get more excited, <laughs> Lola, talking about the food bits getting thrown at the woman's soup match. Yahoo. Aren't, aren't we glad Lola's back? More bits. What's this crazy obsession with gravy bowl? Like, what's wrong with you? It's not up there with mud fighting. Like, was this a thing before electricity? <laughs> Ooh, women covered in stuff. Mmm, some of it edible, some of it not so edible, depending on how hungry you are, I guess. Everything's uh, <laughs> edible if you try hard enough. Backstage, Kurt and Vince are nice to each other. But <sighs> Kurt is still mad that people aren't more grateful for Kurt's hard work. Vince says, you're right, you drink milk. And he saved the WF from extinction. Like that worker who took home their copy of Toy Story 2 before we got accidentally wiped, who Pixar released this week. You know, have you that story? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the, she got fired. Because she took it home. No, no, no. It's like, just like, oh, thanks for being employee. Thanks for uh, being here. And people are like, you know, she's the person who saved one of your biggest films of all time, right? Oh. So, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Kurt agrees, and the man's Vince thank him. 
he does. Then Christian shows up with the European title and turkey. Proper turkey, not the CGI thing. Nothing more European than turkey meals in November. <laughs> then Undertaker shows up and Christian is so scared, he leaves without his European title. So Undy has to throw it to him off camera. Ah, respect for the belt. <laughs> Kurt ain't scared of Undertaker and wonders why he wasn't thanking him. <laughs> yeah, Undy. Only reminds Vince that it is his 11th year in the WWF. So why couldn't Vince let Undertaker know about the Kurt deal? He's been here all this time. He didn't tell him or think about uh, him doing the plan instead. Vince realizes that is a good point, actually. Shit. Uh, <laughs> hey, how about you versus Kurt Angle tonight? Undertaker wonders if Vince wants this to happen. Because he do- what? wants this to happen to his boy. Oh, yeah, he keeps calling Kurt Angle his boy. Because Vince McMahon has Kurt Angle in his boy stable. And yes. as anybody knows from watching OSW Review, Kurt can't be in a boy stable because he's too successful. Yep. Vince needs to have Justin Credible in his boy stable. Yeah, we go. That's more like it. Oh, Christian. I'm sorry, Undertaker. May I interest you in a... Uh, may I interest you in a Justin Credible? <laughs> and also, Vince can't have a boy stable because he hasn't got an OSW Review tattoo. Yeah. So, yeah. Just putting that out there. Yeah, so make like Regal and kiss his <clears throat> ass. Yes. Vince tries giving Undertaker some turkey, but Undertaker declines but he lets Vince know where he can stuff it. Ooh, her missus. Sadly, Lola didn't yell, Yahoo! At that. <laughs> like he's fucking a lechy Mario. Right. During the satellite feed, Michael Cole sings, When you are with me. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, they're already getting sick of the My Sacrifice videos because they played uh, Edge, My Sacrifice, to the live crowd, I guess. <laughs> already sick of it. Get yeah. in. I love that. We're here for the long run. Strap yourselves in, lads. Well, it's Taz versus Big Show. Oh, is just like, to mention oh, about on. that whole segment there, right? I don't know whether it's just because I'm tired. I thought it was really shit. I it thought it was, was really awkwardly written and scripted. It felt like a weird... Like, Vince McMahon's role in this episode is like a weird old divorced man living with younger men. And it just it all just feels a bit odd. Because mm. like, he has these skits with Angle and Christian, and they're just not good. He hasn't got good chemistry with people. No, he really well, hasn't. Like, well, we're thinking, yay, Curtin, Vince, you're like Curtin, Steve. It's not. It's no. not at all. It's me, Vince. It's like, all right, but, you know, conquering hero, billionaires, the thing you know one, so all right, mm. fine. Uh, Michael Cole is like, I can't get over Taz calling show little. Yeah, Jesus, please explain that one to us, Cole. We didn't get it. <laughs> big show, big boots, Taz to start. <laughs> Make your own joke. Taz tries to T-bone suplex on show, but he can't do it. You would have done it, though, if you're wrestling Bam Bam Bigelow, Fuck just yeah. saying. Taz gets the top rope, and sure enough, locks in the Taz mission, looking like when Yoda trained Luke Skywalker <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Big Show can't do anything, in brackets, nothing new there, but he begins to fade and heads on one knee. But he recovers and sits back and squishes Wee Fat Taz in a move done for comedy, but also looks potentially brutal. Uh, and then he gets the pin. One, two, three, Taz is dead. You know what? Didn't hate it. Yeah. Didn't hate it. I thought it made Taz look pretty good because he got the Taz mission on Big Show for ages. Yeah. I would have genuinely preferred them to have been a bit braver and just had Taz have the Taz mission on Big Show for about six minutes and then eventually Big Show just fades. Yeah. 
That'd have been fine. I, I, they, they get out of it by having like the only way that Big Show is able to escape it is just by dropping his body weight back. So like, and even on commentary, it's they go, killing a man. Yeah. The only way he can get out of that. On right. comms, they even say like, "Oh, the Big Show like had a lucky break there by falling backwards." So, like, <laughs> yeah, Taz's back. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Right. I didn't hate it. I thought that's you've made Taz look pretty good there. This is the type of stuff that they started him off doing. Mm. He'd be in a better position, but it wasn't to be. No, it was not to be. Uh, Christian and Vince eat turkey together. Vince has a blue neckerchief, presumably to throw over Christian's face later. <laughs> Kurt says he'll take out Undertaker, no worries, then leaves. <laughs> then Regal shows up, and Vince asks him for a favor tonight and whispers in his ear, oh no, <laughs> wasn't much to it. Weird divorced dad energy. These yep. three have no chemistry. They really don't. Hey, funny stuff. Was it Vince writing the Foley stuff? Because it feels like it. Might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Cole and Lawler practice the plugs during the feed. And also thanks to the fans who did indeed buy Series 2001 via WF.com, which have already been over. Uh, did actually work for a change. Did which is amazing. Work. When we return, Lawler says the gravy bowl is finger-licking fun, etc., etc. You old pervert. <laughs> Edge, truth, and oil help Undertaker clean his bike and also endorse this match. <laughs> that, that is what happened. Yeah. Kurt Angle versus Undertaker. Start of Undertaker being old. And it's probably going to end like that too. <laughs> Undertaker batters Angle for a bit until Angle remembers he's an Olympian and takes Yardman down with the fireman's carry. Undertaker, de de Yard man. Undertaker gets desperate and gets test finisher. No, not Halo 1 for a two. <laughs> Angle has to counter brawl Undertaker's brawling to get the advantage by dumping him when they're on the outside together. What logic is that? Finally, Angle German suplexes Undertaker three times, but Undertaker kicks out for all the police and drug dealers across America. <laughs> Undertaker starts his finishing sequence, but Kurt dodges the big boot and walks right into a choke slam, countered into a sweet arm drag. Angle lock applied, but Undertaker too strong and powers out. Angle runs into a chokeslam, but Undertaker's foot hurts due to the angle lock. Ah, Undertaker watched the cane match and figured, hey, I can do that. <laughs> Undertaker applies an ankle lock on Kurt instead, mein Gott. Kurt gets the ropes, but Undertaker refuses to release the hold, so Vince runs out with a chair, which uh, Undertaker removes from his person and tells Vince all he wants is a little respect, like erasure. And then Undertaker's music plays, and he leaves as the commentators wonder what that was about. He won via respect. Yeah, uh, Lola and Cole say it so many times it loses all meaning and that was <laughs> it. It just kind of fades away. This match was looking okay until that point, I guess. I enjoyed the match. The finish was comfortling, but it, it kind of sets up for something on Raw with Undertaker. And uh, Undertaker feels very much like, hang on, I've been, I've been your mate for years. Why now? And now Undertaker's like the, the respect thing. Respect is something that is uh, it's gonna play into the next stage of The Undertaker. I thought it was a good match though, up until the weird ass finish. Mm. It was okay, I didn't like it. Kurt Angle's like, aha, I'm gonna use my Olympic stuff on Undertaker, who's a brawler. Uh, oh, that isn't working. I guess I'll out brawl The Undertaker. And it's like, are we just doing what Undertaker can only do? Basically, in we're, 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 playing to the, we're playing to him, yeah. his strengths. He's as flexible as Stretch Armstrong. They'll have better matches as the years go on, weirdly. They certainly will. There was, is, it, is there No Way Out um, 2008, 2006? Kurt Angle versus Undertaker? No, he was in TNA by that point. It was uh, 06. Early 06. Uh, yes, because 05 was JBL Big Show. 06 was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
In the satellite feed, Michael Cole apologizes for not saying anything when Undertaker was talking, as he thought there'd be more dialogue. Lola says not to worry about getting, quote, flusterized. <laughs> Lola's better in the satellite feed than he is in the bloody commentary. And then Lugs, still endorsing WWF after all this time. Yeah, the and divine are... constant, the Ken Barlow of the SmackDown yes. review. And they are sponsoring <clears throat> the Kiss My Ass Club segment. Well, it was a nice sponsorship while it lasted. <laughs> we then see a tech guy putting cream pie in a gravy bowl. Uh, what the hell do Americans eat anyway? <laughs> Why is there cream pie in the gravy? What the hell is this? Someone's this is gonna... no longer gravy at this point. I think it was gravy to begin with. It's grim. Uh, the grim bowl, man. Less gravy than the grave uh, about you. Uh, <laughs> Regal is here with bum smell all over his face. <laughs> Fans have a good time taunting Willie. Willie is very grateful for certain things, and Lola says, yeah, like mouthwash. <laughs> Not being British for one thing, says Regal. And also you laugh, but you know I did a great job of kissing that bottom one raw, and none of you could do it as good as I did. And now he wants that useless swine Austin to come out here. Get out here, you pathetic pillock. <laughs> Austin still has his evil theme, so not quite there yet, but no, well. Uh, Regal tries talking, but Austin wats him to death. Austin can't look at him because he smells so bad. Austin has sweeties for Regal's breath, but he needs him to open his mouth away from Austin when he puts them in. He tries giving him some Altoids. They're from Great Britain. What? Yeah. This goes on for a while. Austin says that they're in the ass club, whooping and kissing. In the satellite feed, this goes on even longer with Austin li listing all the things Regal can make his mouth smell better with. Uh, like mouthwash. What? Candy. What? Breath bits, what? Also accusing Regal of getting a bit excited when he was kissing Vince's backside. You know, you're getting a bit... Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, Austin stunners at Regal, causing the excellent lads to show up to batter Austin, including Test, the Dudleys, and Christian. Austin puts up a fight, though, but finding a 3D puts him down, and Regal stretches him. Regal somehow bloody bleeds from his bloody nose again. He's bust his nose, I believe. How... Um, Something's going on. I'm surprised he didn't believe when he kisses Vince's ass. <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Uh, this was very one joke. Crowd liked it, but I'm like, all right, Jesus. I was really on the side of William Regal here because Regal's out there to have a word with Austin, and Austin's just dicking about going, oh, your breath smells of poo. Ha <laughs> ha. And Regal's like, I fucking left my job to come and stand with you, you piece of shit. I left my job to stand with you, and you lost, and you're fucking about. And Austin, who hasn't got a rebuttal to this really obvious, apparent point, fucking stunners him. Yep. So good. I'm glad Austin got a kick in. Yep. I thought you came across as an arsehole here. I felt for Regal. Like, imagine that if you you have a job, and then someone says, come work for my company, and you and you leave your job, and you go and work there, and on your first day, you arrive at the building, and it's just like it's just like an empty warehouse, and your boss is stood in the middle going, doopity doopity doop, not a real job. What do you mean? I've left my other job to come. No, really. My name is Sandra and I like cheese. Like, you'd be furious. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, but I've signed a contract. I've left. I've got a mortgage. <laughs> you smell like poo. <laughs> Fucking livid. Why would Ian Harrison be working at I had a fucking deck. Make a mix of metaphors again. I had a deck, Steve. Austin. I get where you come from, and it did make sense, but it was completely overshadowed by like, ha ha, bum face. Yeah, ha ha, your breast smells like a bum. 
Yeah. And it just spoiler, went on. it certainly doesn't. You know, like, look, if we all saw our, if we saw like you know Jack kissing Bachiti's ass, we'd all laugh at him. But you know, after ten minutes of taking the piss out of him, I feel sorry for him. But I wouldn't come back to him next week and go, "Oh, your breath still smells like poo." <laughs> Which I can tell, Toyd. They're, They're made in Sunland. They're made in. They're definitely not made in Sunland. Yeah. <laughs> I could call the satellite feed laughs about being all over the place during that last bit, and I said, "Yeah, so were the writers." <laughs> uh, backstage, Vince is happy with all the lads and gives Christian a shot at Edge's icy title tonight. Everyone else has stuff or has done stuff, so it's like, uh, you're all family, I guess. <laughs> oh, evil Vince. It's like, test, you can... Oh, you've already wrestled. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's so weird! It's so weird! <laughs> the writing's a bit... Mm, it's so week. shit, because Vince is like, ha yeah, we're friends now, all of you, former Alliance members, who I was punishing on Monday, now we're mates. <laughs> The Dudleys, get RVD and The Rock. Ooh, Christian, you gave me turkey. You get to take on your brother, Test. Test is also here. <laughs> what would you like, Xbox? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Can I get a rumble back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Vince doesn't know what he was Don't know about. what that is, damn it. Can I get Smash Bros? Yeah, bollocks, though I can't see the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> He's and he's like a GameCube game in an Xbox. Uh, speaking of boxes, yahoo, yahoo. Here's <laughs> Stacey Keebler. As Lola tells us, his favorite part of the turkey is the breast and the legs. And uh, God, I miss Birded Manon. <laughs> also, his Trish. <laughs> he sit down at the little table. And he washes it down with a, with a glass of toast. <laughs> <laughs> she has a pint of racism. <laughs> Lovely pint of racism. <laughs> They say the little table and throw Thanksgiving, blah, 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 <laughs> stupid American meals, blah, blah, <laughs> food fight, blah, blah, how dare you mock an all-day breakfast? You guys put soap in gravy. <laughs> how dare you mock an all-day breakfast when you lot get together and have a fucking Christmas dress rehearsal? Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> oh, sorry, one Christmas dinner's not enough. We're going to have two within the space of four weeks. What's up with that? It's a big yeah, con. Yeah, you big con Americans. Come on. This is the bragging rights before Survivor Series, a turkey meal. <laughs> it really fucking is. Trish actually attempts a slingshot into the gravy and they both end up like Augustus Gloop. Trish wins with something resembling a camel clutch. Yeah, okay. In the highlight, though, as the satellite feed starts, Lola goes, oh, I wish it could be like this every week. And Cole goes, whatever. <laughs> Cole and Lola be like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and then we get the legendary wildlife bit where Cole dies laughing because Chibble comes on the way to the ring. I've learned this on Twitter this week, but it was also about a Tri-Moons RIP. Um, satellite feed segments that went around in infamy for a while. So at the very start, Tony Chumma goes, please welcome the Gravy Bowl uh, women's, women's, like singular, women's tile shot match. And uh, so they have, to, they have the wild line bit where he's redoing the audio. Where yeah. going, redo. And Carl Sato goes, oh, what a surprise. And he goes, what? He goes, Chimel having to re-record a bit. And he goes, oh. all right. And he goes, it's the women's gravy uh, bowl. And Carl's like, it's women's. It's women's. And Lola's going, is it actually women's? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm it's not ribbing him. It women's. actually is women's. And Lola doesn't know, which is hilarious. So he, he keeps on, first of all, he keeps on doing, he keeps on saying women's. They keep on laughing. What do you tell? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> But then he keeps going, it's the uh, woman's uh, gravy uh, bowl. So Lola comes in, yeah, do it, do it again with seven or eight less of those errs. <laughs> and they all start laughing at him because they're like, hey, do you hear JR on the headset? He goes, for the love of God. So everyone's <laughs> rinsing him. 
<laughs> and it's the uh, woman's. So uh, I call this crust going. It's women's. It's women's. You have a women's gravy bowl. <laughs> Block out. <laughs> that is amazing. Bless Tony Chimmel. Talked yeah. about him. He's in the news this week as well, which is lovely because he's well, doing. Because of this. <laughs> no, he was. Uh, he was. Just, he was. He was at the Women's Institute. Now um, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's doing stuff for AEW house shows now. Like he's just turning up. And oh. just, they're giving him shit to do. So he's just helping out our house shows. Well, I hope he's not on the mic. Sadly not. <laughs> he's helping ring announcers. Still for the for the house. <laughs> Here, uh, toilets uh, over there. Uh, Do you want the men's or the woman's toilets? Woman's. Uh, <laughs> one. There's only one. Oh, bless yeah. him. <laughs> it's such a good clip. God. Anyway, uh, what isn't a good clip? So, is... um, Trish. So, oh, so Trish. Oh yeah, more, more thrilling insight into this. Okay. So Trish commented on the match uh, in oh. on Lillian Garcia's podcast a few years ago, um, and. She's uh, basically she's she's expressed what we've expressed was that they just had this great six pack challenge, yeah. and this was like really so we're going to go back to doing that now. Yeah. And uh, she'd even had a chat with Fit Finley, who was working backstage at this point, still, and said, "Look, do we need? Is this really where we're going?" And and I think the general consensus was, "Look, just trust the process. We'll go." We'll, we'll oh, that on. always works. Yeah. Um, Stratus reflects on it as little more than a speed bump. Uh, and plenty more, you know, we would get into a happier rhythm uh, eventually, eventually with women's matches. But this would be a recurring theme where we go, pudding match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she would, that would be right that she would rise above that, but it would oh, take yeah. a while. But fair enough. Um, also, just fuck so America and your horrible looking gravy. That ain't gravy. Gravy's I, brown. That was like milk. Horrible gravy. I, I, I don't even know what to compare it to. The original Sunny Delight that we got over here. <laughs> that used to be rumoured it was made from bits of sewage. Just look like... Can you hear that rumour? Oh, no. I remember, I remember... The only Sunny Delight rumour I heard was there was a kid in a school who drank so much that their skin went yellow. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. That was a classic Sunny Delight rumour. Yeah. Um, not the sewage one. No, you don't remember that? It was made of sewage. That was a thing that was honest to God. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, Sunny Delight, don't drink that. It's made of sewage. Yum, like, yum, yum. Like, they're just going over a big old scoop because, oop, put it in the sleeve delight. <laughs> what I miss those, I believed it. I mean, I miss those good old days. It was like, well, Darren said it in my geography class. So it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> if one person says that, you're like, you're dumb. Well, Two people say it, like, oh, okay. Oh, so I, so this, I repeated yeah. it. <laughs> I don't want to be left out the cool oh, God, club. Three people have said it now. So I must <laughs> want to be on the outside looking in the cool people club. Uh, nowadays, it's called that Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, again, not to sound like a prude or anything else like that. Of course, young Matthew was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I liked seeing these women in states of undress. Of course I was. Um, gravy ball matches are weird, though. They're really matches, are they? They're, they're just, a, a ball. They're frolics. The swimming pool full of shit match. Sponsored by Look. No, we're not. The sewage swimming pool match. The following is a sewage swimming pool match. <laughs> Winner will need a series of shots afterwards. Cole, uh, all like, Yahoo! I mean, they're going to get ill. <laughs> I've been going back listening to the New Generation Project recently. Yahoo! Yahoo! And uh, we were on uh, the In Your House that featured Triple H versus Henry Godwin in the uh, oh, hog pen yeah. match. Similar to a gravy ball match, but with a hog pen. And it turned out that Triple H had suffered a laceration to his back yep. uh, during the match. It got backdropped into the hog pen and was doing all these 
bumps in the hog pen, had to go and get a tetanus jab yeah. after because sewage had gotten into the cut. Yeah. And Kevin Nash said that he had, when he had a match against Triple H decades later, yeah. he said he could still see the scar on Triple H's back, yeah. which was from this hog pen from match. From the hog where pen the, match. Where the like, sewage had got in. God. Like, Do you know what? Sabu and Cactus Jack, like, yeah, I got that from, you know, made event in Kawasaki Stadium. It's like, I got this versus Terry Funk. I got this wrestling a pig. <laughs> but you know what? It's one of those where at that point, Triple H was, I think, in the doghouse anyway. Pig house. The pig house because of the curtain call thing. And he was being punished. Like, he wasn't allowed to win a match That's for a year. That was like 96, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he wasn't yeah. allowed to win a match for a whole year. So, like, he was jobbing to everybody. But you know what? Watching him, with, with that knowledge in mind, being told, right, you're taking the heat for all your mates being dicks. And watching him just bump like crazy in that hog pen match, I kind of go, you fucking deserve to run the company, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> you actually fucking deserve it. Like, go on. Good for you. She went to Fit Finley backstage, didn't he? And said, oh, but uh, I was just uh, about to win uh, King of the Ring. Uh, and he went, just a process. <laughs> also, I don't work here. Yeah. <laughs> just get, that, get, that, get, get, that, get that swimming costume yeah. on and trust the process. Get in the pudding. Also... <laughs> That was worth talking about. This <laughs> next bit isn't. Matt Hardy is watching Jeff Hardy <laughs> do the Swanton. That's Five Series 01. They're about to win the cage match, uh, but he decided to do a Swanton and miss. Uh, Jeff took a stupid risk rather than win the match. Jeff shows up looking banged up, and he can't wrestle. Matt's like, all you had to do was climb down. You didn't make a choice. You made a mistake. You cost us your our most important match. You wanted to be spectacular and selfish. Leader says... Matt is being selfish in their relationship. Matt says, in what way? Lita sighs and says, ah, too many to mention. Lol. Lita says there's more important things than just wrestling. Just awfully acted and produced segment here with Matt making the most sense and he's supposed to be the heel. Ah, there's so many, I can't even name them. Name three. (laughs) Gives you a top 10 list. Go on. Do a wacky YouTube video. They all sound and act rubbish. They're dreadful. It is maximizing their negatives here. Yeah. Don't let them do this. Don't let them do this. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And it's it's going to go nowhere slow as well. Uh, In the satellite feed, Michael Cole sings, Lawler's back and Smackdown's running long. (laughs) (laughs) Like the two are connected. They've got really good, nice chemistry here in these bits. Uh, Christian heads out and Lawler laughs because he's not heard his new theme yet. Aye, fair enough. So I just realized Jerry Lawler has to be watching the FTV. So he says, Christian, Christian. So Lawler's going, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know how I feel when commentators like do that, where they go, oh, what's this? Because it, it was like, I think I had a big issue about it when, when Booker T, went, when they went, oh, that's Dijak on NXT. And Booker T went, who? Like, you're meant to kind of just, look, it's Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. Yeah, but you're meant to just, Blair. it's the Butcher of the Blade. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that your job is to know all this. Yeah. And In not- fairness, though, the, the thing with Butcher the Blade was like, okay, JR's not following the Indies. I mean, what the fuck? But Excalibur was his whole thing. Yeah. So JR goes, who's that? And Excalibur didn't say anything. But then, like, your job to do the Indies stuff. JR knows, like, you know, Hagenschmidt. No, but surely JR would have known that the Butcher and the Blade were doing a thing. I mean, you'd hope so, right? But- so, like, I don't know. Call me, call me weird. 
when I do commentary and it I know weird. someone's doing oh. a run-in, I'll go, well, I know they're doing a run-in, but the crowd doesn't know, but I'll be sure to have a backstory to explain why this is significant because it's my job to be a fucking storyteller. You're talking rubbish. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what, what do you what, know about commentating? What do, what do I know? Yeah, what do I fucking know about it? Professionalism. Fucking hell. Yes. Do, do some work. Jesus yeah, Christ. Right. Anyway... <laughs> Lugs. Yeah, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Yeah, Lola, Do Lola. some fucking work. Who'd you ever beat? Lugs presents <laughs> Vengeance. Name me 12 Metallica songs. Yeah. <laughs> A whole pay-per-view about feet. Lugs presents Vengeance. Oh. The furries are shook. Ugly <laughs> uh. Christian gets a title shot against his brother. And the live feed is just edited to hell, as Cole was right. We are running way long. Uh, 40 minutes on the feed, 17 minutes left on the network version. So straight to the finishes and trademarks with Christian landing the execution for two. Christian dodges a spear as the referee gets hit. So Christian kicks Edge in the dick. But Edge is able to kick out seconds later when the new ref ma magically appears out of nowhere. It's a bit weird, that. Cole gets annoyed. So huh, Cole. Christian gets annoyed and goes for a chair, but misses. And he hits it. He gets it in the head instead. That's right, it is what happens. Yeah, it? so what happens is Christian goes to swing the chair at Edge, and Edge basically sort of pie faces the chair into Christian. It, it was it wasn't quite a punch or a close. Like it, was just, it, was, it, was eh. a, it was like a pie face, like yeah. it's just like a palm chair strike. face. <laughs> so Test runs in with the DQ to miss a big boot, allowing Edge to spear Christian, then big boot Edge. This was rushed nothing, but it wasn't their fault. Shout out to the CGI Turkey. <laughs> Before that was the highlight, was starts. it? Yeah, that the gets a steel chair and Michael Cole laughs like John Cena's just said poo-poo. Oh, that was definitely edited in afterwards then, because, yeah, that definitely wasn't on the side. Oh, yeah, so he did, oh, he did okay. a big laugh when he, saw the, when he saw the turkey getting the chair shot. Probably just used the, edit, the audio of him laughing at Chimmel. More than likely. It was, it was a laugh from elsewhere. It's women's turkey. Uh, JVC Gigatube, I choose you to Yay. sponsor this segment. It's Vince trying to make Kurt the WF champion, but Flair showing up. Circles of Death endorse corporate takeovers. <laughs> Mate, if you landed on that, you just like your life's not worth living. <laughs> Madman Pondo wouldn't land on that. Trip. I'm surprised they never did a match where they used the Gigatube as a weapon because they die. <laughs> Oh, Nita wouldn't take that bump. <laughs> Taz could jump off it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an entire rock RVD segment in the satellite feed that's cut out. Yeah, because I was. We, I'm glad that you watched the satellite feed because I was like, we have no rock promo, we have no RVD yep. bit. Talk us through the rock and RVD bit. I will. Thank you. Uh, this isn't on the show because they only have time for three initials, and that's J V C. Heaven forbid they could have cut some of Vince's bit at the front yeah. out. But that turkey. Rock tells RVD that he was only in the Alliance a week ago, so he better bring it tonight. Now he's in the WWF. RVD spaces out and asks him what Rock said. So Rock speaks Van Damme's. Watch, watch this, RVD. Dude, what's up? Dude Rock pretends to be... <laughs> Did I say dude? Rock pretends to be a stoner. I say, yeah, pretends. I can see why this was cut. It goes on for ages, but Rock gets a nice pop and he says he's going to win and have a slice of P-I-E with the RVD points. The match is next. I it like wasn't it. an amazing segment, but no. it was all right, you know. Well, th think, okay, look at the card that we've had. See. Look at the TV show that we've had. Is there anything that we could have maybe taken out in favor of that? Christian versus Edge didn't even need to happen. No. I don't know why they did it. Oh, yeah, right. Wrestling on a wrestling show, right? 
Why is the, since when has that ever stopped anybody in the WWE? Right. Cole explains Duds kept their job by being double champions because the cage match at series. But Vince appears and decides he's going to make tonight's main event of RVD and The Rock versus the Dudley Boys a handicap match. And uh, I think we need to take a guess as to how this is going to go, I've written, but it doesn't actually go anywhere other than that, so I'll shut up. Uh, Jericho's here to make it three on two, and Rock doesn't wait for him. Runs out and spine busts Jericho on the ring ramp. Oof, take that, you bastard. Clatters him. Rock sells for a bit, and by a bit, I mean three seconds, before ignoring a Devon kick. And yeah, this sucker goes 10 whole minutes longer, um, because obviously it's the SmackDown Extended Edition tonight. Avdi tags in to save poor defenseless Rock, but then Rock tags in when Jericho's around and Jericho just batters the fuck out of him. <laughs> Booker <laughs> T sends his regards as he pulls his sword out. <laughs> Avdi saves with his educated feet and lands the greatest hits of Avdi on the Dudleys and no one's bleeding. He's learning. Yay, well done, mate. Proud of you. Jericho shoves Avdi off the top rope in order for the Duds to land the was up to the educated groin of Avd. His entire body's been to uh, college. <laughs> Jericho lands a brutal release German suplex with RVD spiking himself because he's RVD and he loves doing that spot. He'll learn. RVD gets worked over now with Bubba being very animated. Hot tag to Rock who batters everyone, even that annoying knacker Jericho. <laughs> Jericho takes out the Rock mid-comeback so he can run right into a spine buster and a sharpshooter, which is very over. Uh, but Devon makes the save, only for RVD to fly over the top rope with a beautiful tope onto Bubba. Bloody hell. Then Devon runs right into Rock's bottom. And Jericho to low blow the rock and rock bottom him for the pin. What a dick. Yeah. I always like when other people do the rock bottom because they always do it. They always do just a urinagi as opposed to a rock bottom. Always looks different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Proper dickishness from Jericho. Uh, great bit of, uh, great result for Jericho going into vengeance. Yeah. Nice. It's not as if he's going to win anything. Don't be stupid. Exactly. Be stupid. Uh, post show feed has uh, the rock tell RVD not to go anywhere. And he calls Jericho chicken shit as they don't feel like leaving Fayetteville just yet. Rock says, dude, just bring it. It doesn't get a huge pop and doesn't deserve it either. Mm -hmm. uh, Rock's music plays as he mouths off to someone as it's a bit unsure about what's happening now. Oh, the Dudleys come back for more brawling. That's nice. RV lands the Van Daminator with a chair to Bubba, shades of EC dub, and a big-ass rock bottom on Devon. No people's elbows, though, or five stars. No. That's, that's just kind of it. Uh, then we get some refilming of Kurt Angle and Vince watching Austin getting beat down. There was a re-record. Uh, and then Vince X-Alliance bit gets refilmed as well. Okay, fine. And then Tony Chimmel is shown being recorded and presumably laughed at by a bunch of people for being bad at saying women's. <laughs> Can't hear what's being said. It's very sped up and stuff like that. If you sat down and being talked to, but oh. I guess I don't know why it's recorded, but yeah. Being laughed at. Well, we, we enter a, a, a weird new era now because... The alliance came along when WWF didn't have anything to really creatively move towards, and now the alliance is done. And now it's like, oh, well, what are we doing now? Yeah, it's that and weird I'd... bit uh, post-alliance, but before the brand split right now. We are basically in the, the crimbo limbo for the next few hmm. months now of like before the WWF finds its feet and it's just, it's a weird time ahead. It's a bit of a hazy time ahead, but we'll have some fun with it as we go. Uh, did you remember anything from this episode? I remember reading about it, but not watching it. So it was nice seeing it going, oh, that's what happened. Yay. Uh, I remember Flair. It's mm -hmm. a big comeback, isn't it? It's been shown loads of times. Vince doing the waggly ear bit oh, as yeah. well. I like seeing that. Um, that and the chimmel bit. 
that it's a sad that I know that bit, but that's just the person I am. I'm, what about yourself? Bob? Remember the gravy ball match? Oh, I bet you did, you little I pervert. Dear, massive pervert, 16 years old. Come at me. Um, what did you forget? I forgot this Undertaker Vince respect thing. Like, yeah. it kind of works on some level. Like, wait, I'm I'm your guy. I've been your guy for years, and you couldn't have asked me. I'm like, there's actually something there. But then it's like, I'm such a badass. I'm not going to end the match or anything. I'm just going to leave, and then my music's going to play. <laughs> like, like magic. Wait, what? No, you little bitch. <laughs> Finish the match, then do the story. <laughs> You <laughs> little bike bitch. <laughs> bike bitch. Yeah, yeah. Booger red, booger yeah, yeah, off yeah. your bike. Hey, bitch. hey, Kurt, you're in front of me. Ring, ring. <laughs> I forgot Big Show wearing towels like a jetpack. Ah, that's a good one. I forgot that. That made me smile. Uh, an angry jetpack. An angry jetpack. I apologize. He um, used to be somebody. <laughs> now he's a jetpack and not even a good one. <laughs> Oh, come on, Heyman, don't say that. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, I had a lovely chat with Ridge Holland from the Brawling Brutes. It's on the podcast feed right now. Asking about what's going on with Drew McIntyre. We ask about transitioning from rugby into pro wrestling. And we also ask about which wrestlers would make good rugby players. He books a Yorkshire premium live event. <laughs> Oh, yes. Good times. Oh, okay. I want to hear that. It's on the podcast feed. Because right he knows now. about gravy. He, now, yeah, that's There's the, the segue. There's your one for gravy. There is Ridge Holland. <laughs> Did you show him footage of this? It's just like the Native American crying at all the rubbish in America. <laughs> yeah, this is gravy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not gravy. He kicks off at Americans who can't make tea either. If I was in that match, I'd have given them a few potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> he said he had to explain to somebody in the locker room what he meant when he was trying to see the... See the uh, the the monitor and he went you're you're better than you're better as a door than a window <laughs> and uh, they went oh, what over there oh. yeah so he said he had to awkwardly explain what he meant when he was trying to get past him you're better as a door than a window um yeah rich holland on the podcast feed he's good fun what are you what are you plugging the half year culties yay they're a thing they're out now the culties Ooh. are here waiting for you on the youtube channel and the podcast feed half year culties any surprises don't give too much away but any surprises yeah. There you go. Good. <laughs> and that's on the YouTube channel. <laughs> right I don't want to say. You know what? I don't want to say. You'll <clears> never <throat> guess because someone was like, yeah, you can. But oh. there are some like, oh, ooh. Mm. YouTube.com forward slash cultaholic mm-hmm, to find out what they are. And until we are cultaholic, next. Cultaholic.com. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> woman's cultaholic.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, for until we were next back together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. And together, we're at Golden on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Woman's League. Love you. Bye. <laughs> You're all do that again. Thanks to all the womans that listen. Love you. Bye. Sorry, I'll do that again. Hang on. Thanks to all the womans that listen. There you go. Love you. Bye. <laughs> is that all right now? Perfect. Thanks. What? Shim will do it a while line. <laughs> the following contest is scheduled for one fall. It is the Gravy Bowl Invitational, and it is for the World Wrestling Federation Women's Championship. Good over. Women's. Tell them it's women's.
Is it women? Not women's. Is it women? Yes. The following is the uh, Gravy Bowl Invitational, and it is for the World Wrestling Federation Women's Championship. Women. It's women's. I'm begging you. Women's, not women's. The following contest is the uh, Gravy uh, Bowl Invitational, <laughs> and it is for the uh, Women's Championship. <laughs> <laughs> JR, do you hear what JR just said? And the, uh, the love of God. <laughs> the, uh, Leave out. <laughs> Leave out six or seven of the, uh, the following contest is for the World Wrestling Federation Women's Championship, and it is the Gravy Bowl Invitational. It's women's. The, uh, the, uh. <laughs> and it's women's. 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 And don't try to leave out about seven or eight of those uhs. The following is the uh, gravy. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, gravy. Uh, geez. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 